Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, January 8th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Hockey. Grace, because of the holidays kind of eating into our schedule last week, I didn't do a this week's theatrical schedule last week. I'm going to do one for this coming week later today. But that means we didn't really talk about the fact that Days of Wine and Roses began performances on Broadway on Saturday at Studio 54. This, of course, is coming from the... The off-Broadway run of the show is still starring two of the biggest stars on Broadway, Brian Darcy James and Kelly O'Hara. This is a musical adaptation of the film of the same name with a book by Craig Lucas and music by Adam Gettle. That, of course, is the team behind uh, The Light in the Piazza. And this one, from what we heard, Grace, the reviews off-Broadway for the show, uh, mixed. It's a downer. It's a tough show. It's a depressing show. But... A lot of the reviews said that these were career best performances by Brian and Kelly. So the fact that they are both in it, they're back together again, having started in Sweet Smell of Success on Broadway. Uh, certainly something to see if the subject matter is not too uh, traumatizing for you. Yeah, I've really debated on whether or not I should see it. And I had some friends go to the first preview on Saturday and they texted me almost simultaneously to say, Please sit this one out. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible uh, performances, like you said, um, from from their feedback, but it's really probably not something that I can handle. So I apologize in advance for not being able to see this one. It's probably the only one of the season that I legitimately am choosing to sit out, not for any kind of like political reasons, but to keep my own mental safety. So yeah, um, yeah congratulations. Um, but I, I may have to just sit the Jack Lemmon film first. Yeah, anybody who has seen uh, To Free a Mockingbird probably will understand that. Um, But if you want to hear us talking about everything going on uh, in the theatrical world, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. All right, Grace, on Friday, we got some news that we had honestly kind of been anticipating for months and it kept getting delayed and delayed. And, you know, we thought things were going better than anticipated, but it was announced on Friday that the Tony award winner for best musical Kimberly Akimbo will play its final performance at the booth theater on April 28th. As of its final bout, it will have played 644 performances. And what's great about it is, is that the entire cast of the show will continue with it through closing. They started with it at the Atlantic Theater Company off-Broadway, came to Broadway together, and they will do the entire 19-month run on Broadway. And then the show will go out on a national tour that has already been announced. It will kick off in September at the Denver Center for the Performing Arts. It'll travel to 60 cities over 75 weeks. That's, you know, roughly a year and a half uh, through its first run. So... At this point, the show has not yet recouped its $7 million investment, which is fairly modest for a Broadway musical. But I think this is a pretty strong run for a show like this, which did not have super high name recognition, although it was based on a play, didn't have any real stars, didn't come from a major popular IP, and yet was able to run for a, for a, you know, a, a year and a half. And so I think... Grace, while a lot of people are very upset that this show is closing at the booth, I think this is a run that deserves to be celebrated and all of the performances in this kind of small, strange, silly, kooky show. Yeah, by all accounts, this should have not had the majorly successful run that it's had, only because it's just not 
the same type of blockbuster that you see on the streets right now that are making that type of a run, not because of anything. I'm not talking about artistically. I just like legitimately mean <laughs> there's no star vehicle attached. There's no cult classic, you know, film. There's no pop diva-esque um, millennial uh, cavalcade of pop hits. You know, it's it's very, it's very different. And I do credit David Stone for a lot of that. You know, it's his baby. Um, he's had some, some great success with other shows, obviously that probably allowed for him to, to take some gambles on this really, really great artistic piece, uh, Wicked. And it's fantastic. And yeah, it's just, it's special. All the people that have worked on this show are really lovely, fabulous people. I've heard so many incredible things coming out of that building of, of the community that they've built. Um, and I'm just so happy that they are getting to be celebrated all the way to the end of April. Speaking of the fact that they're going to the end of April, as we said, the show is closing on April 28th. That is after this season's Tony eligibility deadline, obviously. So that means there will not be a new show going into the booth this season. But that does mean that it opens up something for the summer, um, obviously something for the fall. It, it, the booth is obviously generally almost always going to be a playhouse because it is does see less than 800 people. Kimberly Akimbo is such a unique situation with it being such a small and intimate musical. So this is one where I could see a limited run of a play coming in over the summer, Grace. We have seen a lot of those uh, over the last few years, some star vehicles. It's the only time that stars can get in to do a play. So I would not be surprised if we hear something in the coming weeks and months about a play with a star, who knows, it's time for us to figure out when Laurie Metcalf is coming back to Broadway this season because that is an annual thing now. So it could something small could jump in there this summer, but definitely expect that house to be filled in the fall. All right, we're going to take a real quick break to talk about our sponsor for this week, Factor. Now that we are past the holidays and into January, it is time to get started focusing on your New Year's resolutions and Factor is here to get you started. Factor's ready to eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning. I know I try to do it every Sunday. Sometimes I'm more successful than others, but Factor sets you up for success in the new year. You can skip the grocery stores, prep work and cooking fatigue. Instead, you get chef crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals choose from per week, including options like keto, which is what I signed up for, calorie smart, vegan and veggie and more. And you have 55 weekly add-ons. So you will have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Factor gets rid of all of the stress that goes with trying to rush dinners after you're done with work. Their two-minute meals are the secret to your success for your New Year's resolutions. They also offer loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more. And they also allow you to skip the overpriced takeout trap. Factor is cheaper and way more delicious, I must say, than takeout. They're chef-crafted, restaurant-quality meals delivered straight to your door. And if you need something a little more special, maybe you're having a quiet night at home with your significant other, they have special occasion meals as well. Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution when you're looking for something fast, but slightly more upscale than you normally eat on a day-to-day -day basis. Head to factormeals.com slash broadway50 and use code broadway50 to get 50% off. That's code broadway50 at factormeals.com slash broadway50 to get 50% off. All 
All right, let's move on to some other show and casting news. We already knew that Rachel McAdams will be bringing Amy Herzog's play Mary Jane to Broadway this season, thanks to the Manhattan Theater Club. But it was confirmed on Friday that it will begin performances at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater on April 2nd, with an opening night currently scheduled for April 23rd and a limited run playing through June 2nd. The rest of the cast will be announced in short order, I assume, but Ann Kaufman, we know, will direct the rest of the creative team will be announced along with the cast in the coming days and weeks. Moving off Broadway, a show that very well might end up playing in one of the houses on Broadway here fairly soon. The Buena Vista Social Club announced that it will have its final Atlantic Theater Company extension coming up this month. The show will now play through January 28th. It began performances on November 17th and feels like Grace, like every other week that the show has announced an extension because of how well it is selling down at the Atlantic. It is directed by Sahim Ali and features a book by Marco Ramirez. And of course, the music is by the Grammy winning group, the Buena Vista Social Club. Patricia Delgado and Justin Peck are the choreographers. And then moving from New York out to L.A., Grace, last week, La Jolla Playhouse announced the cast and creative team for the world premiere production of the new musical Redwood, which features a book and direction by Tony Award nominee and, and theater icon Tina Landau. It features music by Kate Diaz and lyrics by Diaz and Landau. The show was co-conceived by Landau and Adina Menzel, who will star in the show. The rest of the cast will feature DeAndre Aziza, Nikeki Obamalekwe, Michael Park, and Zachary Noah Pizer. The show will begin performances on February 13th and is scheduled to run through March 31st. Grace, I know we've talked about this show um, because of the Tina Landau and Adina Menzel of it all in the past, but I don't know a ton about it. Have you heard much about Redwood uh, opening up at La Jolla later this year? No, but I think that it it's it's exciting and it makes sense. I will say a little part of me is broken just a tad by the fact that now I know that Zach Pizer is not going to be joining probably the Heart of Rock and Roll because he was just in that last, you know, workshop of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that probably means that he's going to do that. Um, but we haven't gotten a casting announcement for that show. Yeah, I think that this is something that, you know, Tina Landau has been working her butt off on some new projects. So it makes sense that we're kind of finally seeing uh, the fruits of that because I've seen her up and down midtown uh, in in and out of rehearsal studios. So I'm like, okay, what's (laughs) cooking Tina? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, As you mentioned, the heart of rock and roll is one of the shows uh, coming to Broadway this season that we don't yet have a lot of casting for. We still don't know anything from Limpica besides uh, Eden Espinosa. We're going to talk about her here in a little bit. We don't know anything for the casts of, uh, of Suffs, and I think that's all the musicals that we don't have casts for yet, but certainly announcements to be had in the coming uh, next couple weeks. I would assume we would get most of that. All right, let's dive into this week's aforementioned theatrical schedule, Grace. On Tuesday, we will have the first Broadway opening of 2024, and that'll take place over at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater with Prayer for the French Republic. It just began performances on December 19th. Since many of the people in this cast had done it off-Broadway, it'll be a fairly abbreviated three-week preview period. The show is a run um, from the Manhattan Theater Club, who also produced it off-Broadway. It is written by Joshua Harmon and directed by recent Broadway radio guest David Cromer. The cast is 
a mix of folks that starred in it during the off-Broadway run and some new people as well. That includes Betsy Idim, Francis Benhamu, Ari Brand, Anthony Edwards, Ethan Haberfield, Richard Mazur, Niall Naser, Molly Ranson, and others. This is one of the shows, Grace, when I did my predictions for the 2024 Tony Awards that I said I not only believe that it will be nominated for a Tony for Best Play. This is who I have as of now. I reserved my right to change it. But as of now, this is what I have as the best uh, the best play winner. The reviews off-Broadway were tremendous, and I do not expect that to change. I also heard another thing that did not change is the fact that it's pretty long. It's over three hours. When I saw it off-Broadway, it was over three hours, and I do not believe they cut a lot. From what I understand, they have made some other changes off-Broadway uh, from the off-Broadway run, or at least people that I know that have seen it said they enjoyed it more on Broadway than they did off-Broadway, so that is a positive sign. So we will see more about that when the reviews come out on Tuesday. All right, starting uh, performances off-Broadway on Thursday, January 11th from the Roundabout Theater Company at the Laura Pels Theater is the new play Jonah. It features the always fantastic Gabby Beans, along with Samuel Henry Levine, Hagen Olivares, and John Jodrowski, uh, who seems to be just about everywhere right now. I think he's going to end up being on Broadway here later this season when it comes to uh, The Great Gatsby showing up. Maybe this season, maybe next season. We will have to wait and see. But this show is by Rachel Bonds and directed by Danya Tamor. The plot description reads thusly, Anna is away at school, far from home, and deeply alone. When she meets Jonah, everything she's longed for begins to fall into place, except that Jonah is not all he seems. What begins as an exploration of thrilling desire shifts into more complex negotiations of intimacy and survival as Anna is haunted by her past, present, and future. Sounds great. Sounds uh, like something right up Roundabout's Alley. Then on Friday, January 12th, we will have the first performance of the world premiere of the new musical The Connector at MCC. This is a show that features a book by Jonathan Mark Sherman and a score by Tony Award winner Jason Robert Brown. It has a really, really incredible cast, including... Scott Bakula, Max Crum, Hannah Cruz, Jessica Malaski, Fergie Philippe, Alicia Roman, and others. It is directed by Daisy Prince, who is the co-conceiver of the show. I've worked with Jason Robert Brown for many, many decades. So um, I've got to get in to see this, Grace. It is only currently scheduled to run through February 18th. I have no idea when I would yeah. actually come down. I'm assuming <laughs> it's going to extend many, many times. But like when that invite comes in, I'm guess I'm going to have to figure out when I'm coming to New York to see this one, right? I was going to say, this is us all over it. Like, this is literally yeah. our shit. Like, what's going on? <laughs> it's such a limited run. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It's it's everything that we've been talking about. And, and yeah, I feel like the buzz on the street's been pretty good. Like, it's been really positive. So I'm excited for them. That's interesting, because I don't know that I've heard a lot about it. You're obviously much more uh, connected to the buzz of the things uh, than I am. But I feel like it's, uh, this has been under the radar for me just because of it's coming out just after the holidays. So we'll have to wait and see what that's all about. But I, I have to come up and see it. Like, that's just, that's going to have to be a thing. But anyway, you just have one more week to see two shows, at least in their current runs, because on Sunday, Shucked will, closed, will close on Broadway before it heads out on a national tour in 2024. And then if you want to see Hell's Kitchen, off-Broadway, 
you only have until Sunday as well as it will close at the public theater. As Of course, as we have uh, talked about uh, many times already, the show will be coming to the Schubert Theater on Broadway later this spring. All right, Grace, so this is a story that like came out on Friday, and I get why we're talking about it, but I also feel like it's a nothing burger, and I think I kind of want it to be a nothing burger, but in all of the beginnings of the awards ceremonies for movies, a lot of the folks involved with Barbie have been talking about a potential Broadway adaptation. Margot Robbie, who not only was the star of the show, but she was also the executive producer. Greta Gerwig, who co-wrote the film um, with her, I believe now husband, Noah Baumbach, and then she directed it. And then America Ferreira was one of the other stars. They all chimed in about the potential of this happening. And when they were asked about it on the red carpet by Entertainment Tonight, they all said, like, this is not the first time that this has been discussed. Like, this is something they are talking about. Greta Gerwig said, quote, I really love musicals. I mean, nothing would make me happier. So I would love a musical. America Ferreira said that she thinks her character Gloria has a number in her. I get it. The soundtrack for that movie has done incredibly well. A ton of them are nominated for Golden Globes, which happen on Sunday night as we're recording. But to me, Grace, I really don't want a musical adaptation of Barbie. I really don't want a sequel to Barbie because that's kind of partially what Barbie is about and like saying like, we don't need these things. Like let these things be themselves. So I, I get why Mattel would want those things to happen, but I think it would kind of be uh, a disservice to, to the, the one of the many different messages of the film. But of course, if, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig, who created it, feel differently. I will defer to them. But to me, it just feels a little off to to see that from this. Yeah. And there's so many musical elements or components of the film that make it soar that I think that making more of them gives them less impact. Like, I think that the surprise of I'm Just Ken is so exciting and I don't know if I'm ready to see Push by Matchbox 20 on a Broadway stage. I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for that. Um, it's it's just not something that I'm prepared for in this in this moment. But um, if if we ever if I ever write Douchebags the Musical, I think it has a place. Um, and I and listen, <laughs> have I performed Push on a small high school stage? I have, so I too am a douche. But um, I uh, I think that it's it's so special, and I agree with you. I think. If it happens, great, because I trust those women with my life. But if it yeah. doesn't, I'm going to be okay because I have purchased the the Barbie. And if you happen to have a Max account, I highly recommend watching um, the Greta Gerwig commentary on Barbie that they've just uploaded. It's excellent. Um, and you just watch the whole movie through, but just like with her like sweet lulling voice kind of like talking you through some of the little uh, funny moments that they wrote. So highly recommend. Yeah, another thing you can watch on Max is they have an American Sign Language version of Barbie as well, where they have uh, an actress who I believe has worked with Deaf West before. She just signs the whole thing down in the corner, which I think is amazing. And what's great about it is, is it's its own individual tile. So if you search Barbie, you will get Barbie and the American Sign Language version. So it's not like you have to like change the um, the language component or anything. It is there as its own separate thing. So I think that's... Uh, Uh, A really great and wonderful thing. So you can check that out, too. 
All right, speaking of great and wonderful, my feel-good recommendation today was released on Friday, and it is the official music video for Woman Is from the upcoming Broadway production of Limpica. Obviously, Eden Espinosa is the one uh, performing it, full of Limpica artwork and all of this stuff. I Look, I love this song. I've talked about how much I love this song, but Matt I'm also... Matt has a favorite. Matt has a favorite in the season. Let's say it. <laughs> I do, but I'm I, to be honest with you, I'm getting a little no annoyed with these teases. Give me the rest of the cast. Stop like saying January 5th, this something's coming. And then give me a music video. I love the music video. Don't get me wrong. But I need more. I, I need more, Limpika. Give me the cast. I want to know who all is in it. And, and I want to get this ball rolling so we can actually start talking about this show like it's full self. So let's get moving. It starts performances in like a little over two months. Let's start doling out some of these cast announcements, please. Thank you very much. To be honest, looking at the entire, because I uploaded a uh, a Broadway like calendar of openings, um, which then I had to post on on every single app because people were like, "I need this," and it's like, "Yeah, we don't have like a consolidated." I don't think it's great, but like I I just needed a consolidated something. Eden Espinosa herself reposted my post, and so I was like, "All right, she's ready." Um, but what I noticed is, is most of the spring shows are between March and April, primarily April openings. And I think that in the next, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to predict in the next two weeks, we're going to get 95% of those casting announcements. Because if you're trying to drum up, you know, all of the advanced tickets for February and March ahead of first previews, I think that that's what we're going to be looking at. So I agree with you, Matt. I think that we all, we all need the cast list. We want to see the girlies. We want to know who all is booked and blessed. So I think it's, I think it's time. And, and I think that we're going to see most of them in the next two weeks. From your mouth to Sondheim's ears. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me pretty much anywhere at BWW. Matt Grace, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, we will have our first Patreon-exclusive episode next weekend. It's a holiday weekend with MLK Day on Monday, so sometime around there, because I'm going to New York with my sister and my nephew next weekend, and I'm going to make him do a travelogue episode with me after we see four shows in two days. So stay tuned for some Joey theatrical breakdowns, because that will be a special episode. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Monday, a wonderful week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.